I'm Jason Lee, along with Amy Donaldson. Welcome to the Loudmouth Project's Voices of Reason. Today, we're speaking with Tyson Money and Brittany Crump. They're with CrossFit Underground Railroad, and we're going to talk about their organization's mission to help raise awareness about child sex trafficking, and somehow they, they do this through helping people with physical fitness. I want to uh, thank both you, Tyson and Brittany, for joining us today. For joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us on. It's a pleasure. So I was wondering I was if wondering. you could uh, start with you, Tyson. First of all, how, how did you get involved, and, and what is uh, CrossFit Underground Railroad? So I got involved a couple years ago. I've been a coach with CrossFit Underground Railroad uh, coming up on three years now. Um, I first heard of the organization um, through college. Tim Ballard came and spoke at UVU. Uh, I was super intrigued with the, the organization. And then a few months after that, CrossFit OUR was hosting a competition I had already been in CrossFit for a little bit of time, so I went to that competition and just really loved it. Found out that they had a gym, so shortly after that, I applied to be a coach there, and that's how I started. And um, CrossFit OUR really started um, because Tim Ballard, who's the CEO and founder of Operation Underground Railroad, he thought that it would be a good way to bring in some extra revenue for the operations that they do. So he started the gym back in 2015. Uh, it's kind of been like his baby and his, his project ever since. And uh, we're just happy to be a part of it. You guys are located in uh, Draper, I understand. And that's kind of where I, where I met you. And uh, Brittany, how did you get involved? Yeah, so I got involved with CrossFit OUR about a year and a half ago. After I had my first baby, I was wanting to get back into fitness. And as I was looking into different gyms around the Draper area, my husband came across OUR and we decided that having the cause connected to a fitness facility would be an awesome way to um, give our money to a fitness facility. So actually, I got involved just because I wanted to get back into shape after having a baby and knowing that my money was going towards an awesome cause is what really kept me active at CrossFit OUR. And it was about a year after being a member was when I decided I wanted to be a coach and play a bigger role in the CrossFit OUR community. Okay. Um, I So I think we should probably, I, I mean, I am assuming most people know what CrossFit is at this point. But can you guys just give us like the the thumbnail version of uh, what a CrossFit gym and why CrossFit when it comes to OUR? CrossFit is uh, just a good way to learn how to move your body through space. You're doing functional movements to improve your strength uh, through multiple ranges of motion. Uh, it's usually performed at high intensity. Um, so CrossFit's been around for some time. There are a lot of CrossFit gyms especially in the salt lake and in, in utah valleys um and tim ballard he was already involved with some other crossfit gyms and so when the opportunity came for him to start his own uh it was just kind of like a no-brainer for him to um add this great community that crossfit builds around the community that he's trying to build around saving kids from sex slavery and bringing them out of that. 
Will you give us um, also a little bit of background on Tim? Uh, I, I saw a movie that featured Tim and his work, but um, just for our listeners, just a little bit of background on Tim Ballard, who he is, and sort of what he started with Underground Railroad. I've met Tim a couple times. He's a great guy. Um, he was a former um, agent for the U.S. government that was in charge of bringing kids out of sex and slave industry. And he just noticed that there were a lot of limitations that and hoops that they had to jump through with working with the government. Mm -hmm. And so he decided to start his own thing, Operation Underground Railroad, so that he could work with local governments all over the world uh, without having to jump through the, the hoops when you're coming with the United States government. Um, so he kind of privatized the way that we are bringing kids out of um, the sex and slave industry. Yeah, my understanding is real quick. I want to jump in here. Uh, I know that uh, you guys work. Well, I'm sorry. The organization works with former CIA and, and law enforcement to try to coordinate um, ways to get children. I guess they call them extraction. I, I never think of it like that. But I guess when you're doing these kind of special operations, it would be that to uh, literally take these young people out of these circumstances that otherwise would be a, a tortured life to live and try to bring them back to safety when otherwise they'd been uh, taken from their families. Yeah. That, I mean, that's exactly what they do. Um, this industry, the sex and slave industry, especially for kids is the largest industry in the entire world. And it's really unfortunate to know that, but having an, op, uh, an organization like operation underground railroad, which has the sole purpose of, cutting into that industry, bringing kids out of that. And like you said, they have a team of former CIA, military, Navy SEALs, all these people who are highly trained uh, to be the best at their job and, and saving as many kids as possible. Now, I know that uh, when, when, when we think of this, I mean, it, it just seems like a cause that anybody would kind of get into. Uh, had you been aware of, and I'm going to start with Brittany because uh, she's a mom, uh, had you ever had you been really aware of how prevalent, uh, you know, the human trafficking had been around the world or, or in, in America and in Utah, for that matter? Honestly, I had no idea how big it was, especially here in the States, until I became a member of OUR. And it was very eye opening to me after watching some of these documentaries that Tim has um, put on, you can find them on like Amazon Prime and whatnot. It's very like eye opening to have a young child and putting yourself in the shoes of some of these parents knowing that their children are potentially being like sex trafficked. Like, I couldn't even imagine that happening to my daughter, you know? So, just like from my standpoint as a mom, I want to do everything in my power to prevent my child from doing that and help saving any other children who are going through that. Um, I have a question, is, but I want to wait. I, it's longer. So <laughs> <laughs> so we, we always have this issue that she asks a really long question and then we have to go to the answer. So what we'll do is we'll take a break right now. We'll come back and we'll start with Amy's question. We are speaking today with Tyson Money and Brittany Crump. They are with CrossFit Underground Railroad in Draper, Utah. And their mission in, in, in the organization they work for is to help raise awareness and save and rescue children who are involved in human trafficking. And they do this uh, in this way through uh, athletics and physical fitness, trying to get people 
are ready in their hearts and their minds and hopefully uh, in their hearts they can help uh, by using their money to uh, help in this cause. You're listening to Voices of Reason. Voices of Reason. I'm Jason Lee, along with Amy Donaldson. Today we're speaking with uh, Brittany Crump and Tyson Money. They are with CrossFit Underground Railroad uh, in Draper, Utah, and uh, their organization is it's a, it's a CrossFit gym. But their mission in uh, in their organization's wider uh, uh, you know purpose is to raise awareness about child sex trafficking. And uh, Amy, you wanted to start out with a yeah. question for them. Yeah. So I'm really intrigued with this idea. I didn't know the gym existed, but I. Um... Uh, you know, I run races and I'm a runner and I often look for a race that has a altruistic purpose, right? It's raising money for some great cause. And uh, so I think this is a really fantastic idea. I just wondered um, how much of, um, of what you do on a day-to-day basis has a connection with what uh, Underground Railroad is doing. Um, is it like just things in the gym or is there... Are there competitions that are geared towards it? Like how much of a connection is there to Underground Railroad with like daily workouts? Yeah. So so, um, everything that we do, our coaches, uh, Brittany is the manager. Our focus is to try to provide the best fitness experience for our members so that we can continue to raise awareness. And I think like you with running races, you want to try to find a race or an event that has – some motives with a, with a higher cause. And I think that's why a lot of our members come to us initially. Some though, they've never heard of operation underground railroad um, coming into the gym is kind of their first experience, which is really cool for us because we get to be the ones to introduce that to them. And then uh, they're in a place immediately where they can reach their fitness goals, which is why they first came through the door. But then they, they become to realize that, they're part of a, a larger organization. They're part of a larger group that has those those higher goals. Um, we do um, offer some events. These are put on by us coaches at the gym. Uh, we have one actually later this year, hopefully, if uh, everything can calm down a little bit from uh, COVID-19 and we're able to bring more people into the gym. But we're hoping by October that things get a little bit more back to normal, but it's a, it's a big competition that we do, um, where all the money raised goes to support OUR. It's one of our, uh, biggest events of the year. It's a CrossFit competition. So we get a lot of people from outside the gym, anyone who kind of does CrossFit in the area, uh, they come to know about it. And again, it's just another way for them to get introduced to Operation Underground Railroad which is our main goal. If they, if they know about the gym and they come to the gym, that's great. Uh, but if they end up doing anything to support Operation Underground Railroad, that's really, really our cause. Um, I also wanted to just, so first of all, I saw uh, the movie, uh, it's, I think it was 2015 or 16, called The Abolitionist. And that sort of documents... Um, who Tim Ballard is and how he left the Department of Homeland Security and and sort of decided to start his own nonprofit um, that really rescues women and girls and, and boys from um, being sex trafficked. And I think the thing that was 
I mean, it is a the most one of the most unsettling movies I have ever watched because it is a documentary and these are real people and um, they're children. And, you know, I, at the time, one of the young women was the same age as my daughter. Uh, so I had an experience like Brittany did. But um, I think for me also, it was just one of those moments where you realize um, that we're sort of insulated in that we don't see sort of the ugliness that exists um, everywhere and some places pretty, you know, with the government's blessing. Um, there are people who travel to certain countries to be able to um, exploit these kids. And it, it was, like I said, extremely unsettling. And so I think um, one of the questions I had was when you're talking about a subject like that, so harsh and so um, nauseating and undisturbing, um, how do you talk about it in that setting or can make, draw those connections without, um, you know, making everybody super depressed or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know how, you, is there a balance or is it even an issue? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a darker subject and it's not easy, obviously, for people to talk about. And as athletes come into our gym, um, I mean, it's not necessarily the first thing we talk talk about we talk about their goals and what they're trying to achieve and then down the road we talk about the cause behind our CrossFit gym and what in in turn like what the cause is about and how they can help and I think just getting that relationship established between ourselves as coaches and our athletes coming to the gym once that's established then you can kind of talk about OUR and how they can support and that their memberships are going towards this dark subject, I guess you could say, that's going to help these children be saved in the long run. And we also just focus on the positive, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we focus on all the good that they're doing of being part of the gym, having their membership fees go to support this. Because uh, like you mentioned, when it with a subject so dark like this and, and for a lot of good reason, it's out of sight. And sometimes that leads to out of mind. Um, so we can bring it to people's attention without just focusing on like how dark it is and just focus on like the good that they're doing because just for normal members and normal people, they don't um, necessarily need to focus on all of the, the dark stuff. It's good for them to know. That's why that op Operation Underground Railroad puts out these documentaries is because it's good for us to be aware of what's happening even in the United States, even here in Utah. Uh, but focusing more on like what good that they're doing is, is where we try to uh, lead the conversations with our members. You know, I, I, I get totally where you're coming from because even though it's heavy, it's, it's, it can be emboldening to know that you are helping to do something about this and especially if i mean if you feel strong then you you may feel strongly about trying to help this cause and 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 do the best you can to uh you know do whatever you can to, to help i think what uh, oftentimes people do is like you say you get kind of caught up in the dark side of it and don't realize that the joy that you can feel if you know that you're literally helping pull somebody from you know the depths of despair to give them hope for the rest of their lives I would just like to add with um, going off like the positivity of OUR, mm -hmm. another aspect that I always like to talk about is 
OUR has a really awesome aftercare program for the children who are rescued. So once these children are rescued, um, the, the organization ensures that these children are continue to stay safe after they're rescued. We provide an awesome aftercare system for them. And so that's one cool thing we can also talk about is what happens with these kids afterwards. One of Tim's stories that he shares is one of his first operations. He comes across these two children and in the long, long run, he actually ends up adopting them. And it's cool to hear how saving just one child can turn out to be such a huge, huge success. And it's a very positive story that I love and I love to share as well. See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, this, this can be so uplifting knowing that you could be a part of doing something like that. I can see exactly why you guys are so involved in it. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion talking with uh, Tyson Money and Brittany Crump of CrossFit Underground Railroad and Draper about their mission to help eliminate uh, human sex trafficking around the world. You're listening to Voices of Reason. Welcome back to the Loudmouth Project's Voices of Reason. I am Jason Lee, along with Amy Donaldson. Today we're speaking with Tyson Money and Brittany Crump. They are with CrossFit Underground Railroad. It's an organization whose mission is to help raise awareness about child sex trafficking through physical fitness. And both of these people are, uh, young man and young woman are, um, I call everybody young man and young woman because I could be old enough to be your old man. The, um, they are in excellent shape and they have been CrossFit athletes. And if you've ever watched CrossFit like I have on television and they got a couple of Netflix specials, it is an amazing, it's, it's the uh, combination of high cardio, high intense cardio and high, relatively high intense weightlifting typically. And so you get like the best of both worlds. You know, you, you're going to be fit in your heart and fit in your body. And it just, and when you see some of the things these high level elite ones do when I'm watching on television, I, and I, I, when I first met them in Draper a couple of weeks ago, I came in and I, I saw Tyson. I'm like, you know, I have no inclination what it's like to be the guys who can lift, they can uh, what, snatch 225 pounds and lift it over their head and then run around a track or do whatever that is, and then do it again at, at a heavier weight. And and I, I, it just, it amazes me the level of fitness, the level of strength that both men and women who participate uh, at, uh, at the elite level in uh, CrossFit, uh, they can attain. And uh, Tyson mentioned that Brittany has been really working very hard to kind of reach that high level. So Brittany, I wanted, can you talk a little bit about, you know, your, your journey to where you're trying to go to? Yeah, of course. So... My background, gosh, I came from being... Uh, Get a little closer to the mic, would you? Sorry. So my background, I come from being a collegiate soccer athlete. So I strive in high-level competition, competitive aspects, right? And after college, finding CrossFit, I realized that CrossFit has high-level competitions so I figured, hey, this could be an awesome step into moving into a super competitive world. And I'm surrounded by amazing coaches at our gym who push me every single day. We have members who are high level who push me every day to be the best that I can be. And so I I have I understand what it takes to 
be at a high level. And I know <laughs> that with me being a mom, I might not be able to do that right now, meaning commit several hours training and planning nutrition and things like that. So I, I like doing these local competitions and doing as good as I can, but I also understand what it takes to say, go to the CrossFit games. Like I don't see myself going there, but I, I like doing the competitive local competitions. Those CrossFit games are unbelievable to watch. They, they really are. Okay, so uh, we got Jason who's interested in CrossFit, and here we'll talk to Amy, who's also an old woman. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I was invited to go do CrossFit uh, through Team Red, White, and Blue. And um, I didn't know what it was, so I thought, oh, this could be fun. I'm game to try anything. And I have, you know, you know, I'm an ultra runner. I love. She, she can run for miles and miles and miles and miles. <laughs> And uh, I, I thought I might die, actually, in my first CrossFit <laughs> workout. So I, um, uh, needless to say, I hate weights and I hate the gym. And so I, I did think that it was really a positive experience in that afterwards. I mean, I did feel stronger and fitter. And I, I will say one thing as a woman, as I age especially, um, you know, doing some kind of fitness routine, whether that's running or biking or, or something like CrossFit, um, it has made me feel more empowered. Um, you know, not like I think I can take any bad guys or anything. I'm not going to be beating people up or anything. Um, but I feel stronger and, and just more comfortable in the world um, because I'm doing something that is, like you say, it, it exercises your body, but it also really helps my mind and helps my heart. And I wonder if either one of you um, could share like some stories from people in the gym. I mean, do you get people, you know, grandmas in their 50s in your gym to, to come in and do CrossFit? Oh, yeah. We, we have people all ages, all different skill levels and stuff. And um, I've coached at a couple different gyms now. There was, um, there's this lady named Shirley who I have coached for a long time. She's in her 70s now, um, and she wow. still also goes and does local competitions. Like She just loves the way that CrossFit makes her feel. She's more energetic because of it. And even though she's not able to lift 225 pounds above her head and then go run a four-minute mile, there's all different ways that CrossFit can scale based off ability, based off age and all that. And so um, it's just a good way, any, no matter what background and fitness that you have to, to get a good workout and always be working on, on improving. I have another question, and maybe this is really for Brittany. How do you get over being intimidated uh, in a gym atmosphere? Because the one thing I, I don't like about a CrossFit gym is that it feels like if you're not in really good shape or you can't do all the burpees or all the push-ups or I can't even do one pull-up, um, then I don't know. It's kind of humiliating. So how do you get over that? Or what do you tell people struggling with that? So we get athletes coming into our box feeling that same way. And one thing that we as coaches always tell our athletes is, like Tyson said, there's always a scaling option. There's always an alternative to, say, a pull-up, something 
as simple as a pull-up to say like me and Tyson, maybe it's not simple to a new athlete walking into the gym. So we give them options that they can do. And like Tyson said, we have athletes of all ages, all different fitness levels in every single one of our classes. And I think that aspect right there makes these new athletes coming to the box, say, such as yourself, Amy, somebody who's new, um, intimidated by certain movements, makes them feel more at home because there's other athletes in the gym doing the same thing in the same place as them. You know, I've been uh, in gyms for 30 years now. And I remember the first time you go in, I remember the first time I ever saw somebody lift 500 pounds and everybody in the gym stopped and watched. And I, I say to myself, you know, that it, that person was relatively young, he was in his 20s, but he was a very strong guy, obviously. It takes years to work up to that. So when, when, when you first start, I started off with the bar and you have to be willing to accept that you start from the bottom, you know, and you work your way up and you, you keep working. And eventually you, you make these little bitty incremental growth, uh, you know, growth stages. And that's what keeps you coming back. That's what, that's what makes you feel like you've accomplished something. Nobody starts school in college. You know, you, you, you start in kindergarten and you work your way up. And similarly with, uh, you know, being in good health and good fitness, you have to start from a good foundation to build on that, you know, time after time, hour after hour over years and accept that as part of your lifestyle rather than try to say to yourself, I want to be like that person I see on the other side of the gym doing all of these exercises and looks, looking so great. It, it takes a lot of work to get to that point. We just all have to recognize that's part of uh, the process. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I was actually one of the coaches when Brittany and her husband first came into CrossFit OUR, and I didn't even start them out with a barbell. I started them out with a PVC pipe just because I needed them to learn how to do all the movements. And now Brittany is the fittest in the gym. So there's a nickname for Brittany that we have for her at the gym called Fit Brit, and uh, she does all the intimidating now. So she's come a long way, and it's it's a good example of, like you said, anyone that comes in day one, we're going to start them out with something light. We're going to get their movement patterns right, but then a couple years down the road, they can be just like Fit Brit. Excellent. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion uh, speaking with Tyson Money and Brittany Crump. They're with CrossFit Underground Railroad who are, have this fantastic mission of helping to raise awareness about human trafficking through physical fitness. You're listening to Voices of Reason. We are back with the Loudmouth Project's Voices of Reason. I am Jason Lee, along with Amy Donaldson. Today we're speaking with Brittany Crump and Tyson Money. They are with CrossFit Underground Railroad, whose organization is not only just to uh, make people physically fit, but it's also to help raise awareness and rescue children out of human sex trafficking. Uh, we've talked a bit about uh, the, the goal of the organization and uh, also some about uh, being fit. And I know that, um, Tyson, when I, uh, when I, like I said, when I met you guys, I understand, um, you know, what it takes to be uh, somebody dedicated to that. What are the advantages of using CrossFit as your gateway to a better uh, fitness level and just a better, you know, kind of a, a level of, uh, you know, a personal confidence? Yeah. So CrossFit, we focus on functional movement patterns, which are full range of motions. It's going to use as many different muscle groups as we can. 
And we're also focusing on the way that you can control your body through space. Um, so what this helps with is we're loosening up the joints. Like if for someone that's coming to CrossFit and they're working a nine to five job where they're just sitting at a desk all day, their knees, their hips, their shoulders, their back, all that stuff is going to be really tight. Um, and so one thing that CrossFit really helps with is doing these full range of motion movements, starting with lightweight, getting the body stronger and stronger through all the joints, all the muscles. Uh, you're just going to feel better throughout your whole day. Um, people will notice that their back pain starts going away. Their knees aren't aching as much. They're able to go in their backyard and play for hours and kind of keep up or even surpass the energy of their kids. Um, and that's because they're learning the correct way to move their body in space. They're learning different ways that they can build muscle other than just doing bicep curls, squats, bench press. Um, and we, we focus on the nutritional aspect, the recovery aspect, uh, so that they have the energy for all these things. If you're just working out, but you're not eating very well, or you're not sleeping enough, uh, you're not going to be able to see a lot of progress. So putting all these pieces together, which is stuff that the, our coaches really focus on, really helps improve um, not just the hour that they're in the gym, but the other 23 hours uh, that they're outside. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, um, do you have any um, like times or classes that are just, uh, just for women? Um, and then the other thing is... Um, I, I know when I did the CrossFit, I kept saying, I can't do that. can't do that, which made the instructor crazy. Um, and there were definitely things where I thought he doesn't know what it's like to be a 51 year old woman. And I am definitely not doing that, but I definitely did a lot of things and it was kind of, um, revealing to me what I had sort of the, the ways in which I had boxed myself into what I can and cannot do. And I, I still do some of the exercises I learned there. Um, but I just wondered about those two things and I don't, I don't know, Brittany, if you wanted to address, but do you guys have anything women specific? And then also, um, what about those moments and those, um, I guess, uh, limitations we put on ourselves? Yeah, Amy. So, uh, our box, we have a 9.30 AM class and we like to call it the 9.30 mom class. It's not specifically just for women, but it includes most of our moms because we have childcare during that hour. So you see mainly women during that hour. It's the same uh, program as any other class, but mostly women come to that class. It's funny you bring this up because actually during our closure, COVID and whatnot, it's kind of opened some of our coaches' eyes, my eyes as a manager, as to programming for um I mean, people such as yourself, you know, who yeah. might be intimidated with barbells and things like that. So as coaches, we've talked about starting a body pump class for women specifically, which just include cardio, light dumbbells, things like that, where it's not intimidating, it's women friendly. And so we're hoping to get that launched once we can open the gym fully. And so where are you at in the opening? Like how many people can you have in the gym at a time now? Yeah, so currently we have six members in our box at a time at a 30-minute max inside the gym. And then we have a 30-minute outside workout. We're hoping 
next week as of Monday we're gonna open classes back up to a hour format and include 10 to 12 members so, so for the, go ahead for this kind of thing um, I, I noticed that you, obviously social distancing at least for the time being I mean uh, for, for the foreseeable future we'll have to be be doing this so are these kind of the considerations you still want to be able to provide uh, an environment that offers you know good spirit uh, good workout good camaraderie and as much as you can you know kind of participate in that because in some way CrossFit and, and so many other things there's there can be a team aspect if you do it along with somebody else how are you able to incorporate that in kind of the environment we are in today where physical distancing kind of plays a role in, in, in how we interact yeah no that's a good question that's something that we thought about a lot just because that community aspect and working out with your friends really helps push through some of the the harder workouts um, we still have everyone's doing the same workout when they come into the gym we still encourage people talking and uh, being really friendly. We just obviously want them to uh, have the space between them. In our gym right now, we've marked out 10 by 10 squares uh, where they're able to do a workout. That way we know what equipment, what areas need uh, to be cleaned after the person. But we're still having six, and then hopefully next week we'll open up to 10 to 12, like Brittany was saying, uh, where People can still come in with their friends. We're going to keep them apart, but um, our gym's not so big that you're not able to like talk to each other, still be friendly, and still get that community aspect. So I had a question. Um, I, a couple of my friends have actually canceled their gym memberships during this COVID outbreak and the shutdowns. Um, and some of the some of them, it's been a financial issue because a lot of people have lost their jobs. Um, and then some of them just said they felt like. Um, they didn't see, you know, they didn't, they, they'd gone a couple of months without going to the gym. So they, they didn't see the need for it anymore. Um, I pay for gym membership. I actually have two. I don't go to the gym if I don't have to. Um, I probably should, uh, as you're talking about strength and you can sign me up and I'll go to your gym. <laughs> well, I, I pay, but I mean, one joke I heard was 85% of people who go to a gym don't know that their gym is open because they have been, which would be me. Um, but I just wondered sort of in this universe where you had a couple of months where people weren't at the gym, it's so hard to build habits anyway. Um, like, are you doing anything differently or, I mean, have you gotten more creative about the kind of workouts you're offering or creating that community? What, what are some of the things you, um, have, I guess, come up with? It's kind of forced all of us to think differently. Yeah, absolutely. This was uh, a huge thing for us, and I think it was for a lot of CrossFit gyms just because uh, without the member support, obviously we can't um, still operate as a business. Um, so one of the things that our coaching staff did is we started doing at-home workouts. So we allowed our members to rent some of our equipment that they could take home uh, during quarantine, and then we put out videos uh, we did Zoom calls. We did as much as we could to kind of do the continue reach out and stuff to make sure that people are still able to keep up with their fitness. Us as a coaching staff, uh, we focus really hard on the changes that we need to to continue to reach out and support our members because they in turn support us and the the business that we we do. So we started implementing. At home workouts, we let our members rent equipment from the gym. We put out videos of the workout of the day that they would do. 
uh, different scaling options for them based off what equipment they have or skill level. Um, and then we still try to keep up with if they're entering their scores. Uh, we did other Zoom classes. We would do one once a week just where we would get on. We called it our happy hour. Uh, we would just get on with the members. We would just talk to them, see how they're feeling, see how they're doing. Um, just like in life in general, it wasn't even specifically about fitness. Uh, we would also do other Zoom classes like where we would run like a online mobility. Uh, we even tried a cooking class. Uh, just tried other creative ways to just stay in touch with them during the quarantine because we know how hard it is on everyone. And like you're saying, um, CrossFit is in no way cheap, and we recognize that there has to be a value there for people to justify the cost, especially during this time. And we did have some members that either needed to pause or cancel, and we totally understand. That's fine. We still try to reach out to them and engage with them so that when the time is right for them, that they'll come back and join us. Hey, listen, I want to thank uh, Tyson Money and Brittany Crump uh, with CrossFit uh, Under Underground Railroad in Draper for joining us. Their mission to help raise awareness and uh, eliminate uh, human and child sex trafficking through physical fitness is something I, I'm very proud that we were able to uh, connect with you guys and, and have you on. And we hope we can do some things with you later on. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you very much. Hey, and thanks for having us on. Join us again for the next episode of the Loudmouth Project's Voices of Reason. If you have any comments about our show, please contact us via email at vormed at gmail.com or at vorjasonl at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at AD on Sports and at Jason Lee One. Our show's Twitter handle is at vorpodcast. Check out our Facebook page, and you can also find and subscribe to free episodes of our podcast in all the places where you find interesting content. Be sure to review our show as well. We love to get your feedback, and it helps us grow our audience. Until next time, I'm Jason Lee. When you engage in passionate debate, do your best to keep your dialogue civil. Try to be the voice of reason. Voices of Reason is a production of The Loudmouth Project.